Hello, and welcome to Miss D's Lunacy. I have with me a very wonderful young gentleman that is a newscaster in Dallas for over two years. And he does everything from the weather to sports to every kind of news. And it's amazing because none of us really know what goes on in the background. What happens? Who does what? How does the camera change? Where does everybody go? And this man can tell us everything there is to know about behind the scenes of an amazing show. And without further ado, I'm introducing you to a young boy called Sebastian Keitel. Thank you so much for joining us, Sebastian. Hi there. I'm excited to be here. Well, we are too, because you know things that a lot of people don't know. It's like a theater, what happens behind the stage. How does it all go? How does it work? Well, that's what people ask themselves, right? Yes. And so that- I've been lucky enough to, to be able to do stuff for two years now through uh, the gracious help of my parents. And I have been doing journalism, and what I've learned is that journalism is live most of the time, except when it's at some different hours like 12 at night and blah, 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 because there's 24 hours of TV. you got to fill that. So there's always got to be content. But behind the scenes, you got your producers, you produce the show, you get everything. We're here today on your radio show, your podcast show. So there was a producer. He said, hey, let's do this. Let's sit down at three o'clock. Let's talk about what we're going to do. We'll record it for and yada, yada, yada. That's the schedule. So what happens behind, you know, newscasts is you have your producer, you have your director, you've got the technical director. And you really have to have a big crew to do the show. And the people who write the show then have to have the anchors read it. And if the anchor hasn't read what is on the prompter, sometimes you can mess up or, or you know, you want to be able to know what you're reading. Good newsmen, they can just read anything off the prompter. And then they can ad lib on top of that. So, you know, there's a great deal of stuff that goes into it. So how, how many cameras are on when you're on the... You're on the po- when you're on your show and you turn left to right, how do you know which camera is going to grab you and which camera is going to take you? And- well, there's a rundown and you set for every story you're going to do. You put it in the news block. You have a rundown of A block, B block, C block. Every time there's a break, that's another block. And you break it down by story. So there's a story about this and you're on camera one. And then you transition to the next story because something else is written. Maybe another anchor takes it and you cut to two. So everything is predetermined. You know where you're going to cut and go and where you're going to look. And all you're going to do is look right in front of you. And there's a sheet and it tells you where you're going. And most times for a show that's preset, like the one I do, you just follow the script. But if you're live, you know, you really got to be on your toes. So it's different. Um, it's, it's definitely a different experience when you're doing it live. And it's fun. So there's a director that's involved. I know that you have produced and directed many of your shows. How does that work? So you wake up in the morning and you say, what's happened today? What do, we, what do I know is happening in the week? So this week was spring break. Everyone is looking for spring break flights. What's the weather going to be? First of all, that's what people care about in the morning or on the show. They're like, what's the weather? Second of all, they want to care, how, is the airport going to be busy? Like, can I get a last minute trip? Where am I going? So you can cover that. Also, you know, you take the news of the day. Uh, our, our former first lady, Nancy Reagan, died. That's news of the day. Correct. You know, so you report on that and you, you can put a package together on her life and what she did and everything. And that's the news that you get the day of or while you're sleeping or there's a big car accident or there's a hurricane coming or stuff like that. That's your news. But then you really plan on the time of year and you create the news based off of what is happening. You just take what's happening and you put it in your show because people need to know all this stuff. And then you send out local people for crimes and et cetera. So I've seen you on the field before. How does that work? 
you go out and you got to get a story. You know, people don't really want to be interviewed sometimes. They think that they're scared. Um, it's quite funny to go out and ask someone, hey, would you like to do an on-camera interview real quick about this? And people just shy up. So the, the, the people that are able to go on air and and be in front of the camera, that's a special skill uh, because I've seen so many people, you just got to corral them. You just got to say, hey, this is going to take three seconds. You're going to be fine. Let me get you on camera real quick. What's your name? And you got to go out and growl them and, and be aware of what's going on around you. So after 10 people, maybe three will really w be willing. Sometimes 20 people go by me and they won't do it. Amazing. I know people are tend to be camera shy and uh, microphone shy. Put but someone on a spotlight and I they mean, get nervous. Yeah, everyone, all eyes on you. It's a little, it's tough. And so you have uh, a, sometimes a co-anchor, sometimes you're on your own and you get really excited about the stories you're talking about. Especially since you're a sports fan, you're very, very good at that. So it's usually you and the sports, pretty much, because you're, you're, you've got enthusiasm and you have a lot of personality, which makes you kind of different from everybody else. Of course. And how do you handle that nervousness when you go on the show? Oh, I'm not nervous at all. I love it. I love the, the lights and the camera. Um... I, th I know people that I do the show with, they don't really want to do it. Everyone has their niche, you know, I, I love being in front of stuff. And some people do so, it, some people don't. You I want know. to be in front you, you get shy sometimes. Of course, everybody does. But so the writers, the directors, you, you produce most of your things yourself. Yeah. What about the other people in the background? Well, you got to have two cameramen or two camera. It can be a girl, it can be a woman. It can be women can do anything. Um, there are more women in the journalism school than there are men. I'm one of the few guys. It's good for me. I'm in class with all girls, but <laughs> I lucky you. When I'm a, yeah exactly. When I'm on the desk, I just do my thing and I talk. Uh, but there's two cameramen be behind us. You know they got to do a box. If you do a box with this little box next to the anchor's head, everyone's seen that. Um, or you have to do a full screen. You got to change the camera angle a little bit. And so you just have usually two camera people. The the middle one stays neutral. You don't have to move it. Then you have your tech, your floor director who's got to say, well, look to this camera, look to this camera. Because sometimes if it's live or something, you don't really know. The anchors need someone to tell them what's going on. And you can see yourself. There's always a screen that shows yourself below the teleprompter. So you can see yourself. But you're not really looking at yourself. You're looking at the, what's going on the prompter. You're reading. Unless it's live. And you're looking at your notes. So they have the floor director. And then inside the booth, you got your audio person who's doing the levels. When it goes to break, they, you can't hear the anchors talking anymore, even though you can probably see them sometimes because they cut the mics. You, know, you, gotta, you, you have an audio person who does the videos, the videos that are coming in and doing the packages and the segments of the show. They have to you know, be leveled up and down by someone who can do audio. And the people who come on the show, they have mics on. They get, someone's got to check that. So that's the audio people. You have your director who, who cuts. Literally, he says, cut to this button, cut to this, cut to that, and ready, camera two, because we're about to come back on Sebastian. In three, two, the package is about to be over, and cut to two. Bam, you cut to two, and then I read. Or if I'm in directing people, I'm like, all right, let's cut, let's cut back to camera three in three seconds, and then there's a technical director. He or she is the one that presses the button, the technical director. The director just sits around and directs like you would. But the TD, that's the hardest part for me. I'm not a buttons person. I'm not good at... at pressing buttons and going reacting and go bang, bam, bam, bam. So I just yell at the orders and someone else usually tries to hit the buttons. I am way too frantic for that. L um, like me. I love exactly. it. Exactly. So yeah, that's the, the new show is, is pretty much your director, your technical director, your audio person. You got someone on prompter. You have usually a producer who's just walking around checking on everything. Your anchors inside and your two cameramen and the floor director. That's how a new show goes. Then you also have to have someone on server who's putting uploading all the images and video that you need into that show. So 
that's pretty much the gist of it. I think that's so fascinating. It's almost like a theater set. There's so many people behind the stage that are helping the show, and they, I don't think they really get the credit for what they're doing because we don't really see that. So it's a whole production, actually, that goes on. Now, I think you do this twice a week. I do it about twice a week. We have, we have three shows. I think they're fabulous. And uh, what about... What about the other people who do the uh, outdoor things? The, 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 they go out with the, with the, the, you're on the field. How does that work? So pretty much you got to go out and find your own stories. And people are very interested in, well, they're interested in what you're doing because they're looking at you. But then you got to find them and talk to them. And they don't really want to talk to you. And they're like, who's this reporter guy? People always would love to be on the news when you get interviewed and you're on the news you're like oh look I was on the five o'clock news and you it's a big deal but most people they shy away but um yeah does that answer your question yes that was really appreciative so now everybody's on spring break right yes and it's just what wackoville everybody's going off and doing their own thing so we're going to talk about spring break um first of all we know that you are yourself are a legend when it comes to throwing parties, hosting parties. You are one of the queens of, of dinner parties. I think everyone knows that out there, the whole audience watching. Worldwide, we've got friends from, for, for you that you've had for years in France and London and, and everywhere from South America and Peru and in Antigua and in Germany and in New York City and in Palm Beach and Los Angeles. And, and the one thing that people know about you is that you are crazy. Great. I am loving it. You are it. crazy. And you have great energy. And all your friends, they say, man, Sebastian, your mom, she can really throw a party. And it's perfect because I'm growing up and I'm starting to do the same thing. And people didn't know what I would turn out. They thought I would turn out to be a nut job. So they say, wow, you really turned out to be all right. Um, and so I've always, you know, said we have to combine that for us because Dion, as we all know, is such an amazing, amazing uh, person to be around when you're, you know, going and sharing great times. She always has the ability to bring people together, throw a party, get everyone on the same page, and she stands up and is yelling at everyone, and you just have to listen because she's a force. And if you don't listen, she's going to go crazy on your ass. Um, so you just have to learn how to deal with it. Am I right, Dion? Absolutely. But you also have a lot of personality because the apple does not fall from the tree. That's what they say. So you're in the news. I'm doing the podcast, which I enjoy very much. And so we're sort of covering all the media. We I are. Thought. We're trying to get uh, her on Jimmy Fallon. So we're going to officially start our campaign. social media campaign. So I think Dion would be great on the Jimmy Fallon show. Just put her a 60 second time clock under her and madness is about to be let out of a box. I don't think that's something that people uh, wouldn't want to see. I think that's something we really well, all love Well, I have a 12 year old <laughs> development stage and so does he. So when you see him on the show, he sort of looks like he's about to giggle and he wants to play. And my entire fun thing is to play. So I could just giggle with him for half an hour because I find his humor absolutely fabulous. And I would hope one day that I might be on the show. So that's a big deal. But we have fun. And the whole idea by doing this is to have some fun. And your birthday's coming up, isn't it? Yes. What are we going to do for your birthday? Uh, I've had my friends who are 20 trying to come to Dion's birthday party. And we're saying, no, please. And uh, we're saying it's 50th birthday party. When you arrive, if, if, if you, any of you guys listening are able to make it to a birthday party, um, you will see the bracelets that she's giving out. I'm going to leave it at that. There's a hint. There's uh, some fun goodie bags that'll be there. But Caesar, our gracious 
uh, I call him the male nurse of the house. He is just really working his butt off these days, trying to get ready for this birthday party. I tried to hire Robin Thicke last year behind my mother's back, and that didn't work out. And then we didn't meet him in Saint-Tropez after I promised, and that was another situation. So Robin Thicke's the bane of my existence. But we were trying to get another band for this year. We're gonna, we might leave it as a surprise for that. But um, how, how much of the planning have you done, Mom? Most of it. Uh, it's actually, I've never had a girly party in my life. And it's basically- Yet my room was painted pink for the first 10 years of my life. She thought she was gonna have a girl. Um, so I just grew up in a pink room. That's no biggie, but continue. <laughs> but this is going to be pink with pink tiaras. It's going to be sort of a princess party, and we have a, a DJ, drinks, dancing DJ. We have a mentalist who actually scares the— A mentalist? What? Explain, please. Well, this man has incredible talent. So basically, he'll give you a quarter, or you give him a quarter. You'll put your initials on them, and then he holds the quarter, and in front of your face, he bends it in half which is already pretty miraculous. Then he asks you to think of something that means a lot to you. And then he'll put his hand on your shoulder and tell you exactly what you're thinking about, whether it's a person, an animal, and he can tell it to you exactly the way it is. Then he can actually guess the name of your mother, their birthday, and everything else, which is beyond miraculous. He also does a math number where you won't tell him the number and he'll make you add 10, remove five, and then when you give him the number, he pulls in his pocket the exact amount of change of your number. So I think he's going to be very, uh, very cray-cray. He's going to be really interesting. What I wanted to tell you was that I met this young man 20 years ago and seven months ago in the hospital because I gave birth to him. And he happens to be my son, which she's obviously mentioned to you about three or four times. But I'm very proud of the fact that he's doing so well on the news. And I, I just think he's very talented. And gee, I wonder where it came from. So I thought it would be fun if we could just sort of giggle with him and give you the raconteur stories of our wacko doodle existence, which we actually adore, correct? Yes, I, we've got many stories to share. It's been such a pleasure to have me. Mom, thank you so and much. And I'm, I'm really so happy to have you. We're going to continue. We're going to do more things. We're trying to get her on Jimmy Fallon. So we're going to work out some sketches. And we hope that everyone who listens can chime in on social media once we get a little campaign going. We'll see what happens. But as always, thank you for listening. And thank and you for supporting my gracious mother, who is one of the kindest people out there in the world. And she has such a sweetheart. We all love her for that. Thank you. And don't forget, lead us not into temptation. We can find it ourselves. God bless. Hope you Amen. enjoyed the show. Right? And have a wonderful day. And my son is a wacko, but that's okay. Hey, so. I got it from my mama. That's what they say. There you go. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.